Nope, it isn't Tuesday, but here I am with a surprise episode for you. Welcome to Grief with Grace, the podcast for mothers who have children in spirit and who are now navigating life after the unimaginable. I'm your hostess, Lori Latimer, and I am one of those mothers. Each week, my guests and I will be sharing with you insights, stories, tools, and inspirations to help you find moments of joy in the everyday. Because even on the darkest days, there is joy if you know how and where to look for it. So many people have told me how much they love the solo episodes I do. And just as many people have told me how much they love the interviews I'm doing. I have some incredible interviews in the pipeline, some I've already recorded, and some I'm scheduled to record in the upcoming days and weeks. And since I do have several interviews on the horizon, I decided to do some solo episodes and sprinkle them in as little bonus episodes from time to time. I hope you enjoy them. But it's time for a little bit of tough love. And if you've read the description for this podcast, I mentioned tough love in there. Now, when I say that, let's be real clear. I don't mean that there's any judgment. You will never get any judgment from me because I promise you that if I'm talking about something, I've likely done it and hopefully I've learned from it. And I want to share with you from that space, from the things that I've done and what I've learned from the things that I've done and experienced. But it's time to be real with some things because I see too many moms suffering and that hurts my heart because I know it doesn't have to be that way. So let me explain. I want to talk about emotions. Emotions are energy in motion. They're not good. They're not bad. Good and bad are labels that we humans put on things. What they are are energy that either contracts or expands. So think about it. When you're happy, when you feel joy about something, your energy expands. Sometimes we're so happy that we feel like we could burst, right? We've all felt that way. We tend to label the emotions associated with expansive energy as good. Conversely, when we have an unpleasant experience about something, our energy contracts. It can feel like we're shriveling up and we wish we could just disappear, right? We tend to label the emotions associated with contracted energy as bad. But you know, honestly, we're here having a human experience. You may have heard the phrase, we're souls having a human experience. Well, that human experience includes feeling and experiencing the entire range of emotions from the lower level emotions to the higher level emotions. So now I want to talk about the concept of pain and suffering and how that's related to our emotional state. There's an old Buddhist saying that says that pain is inevitable and suffering is optional. And I want you to keep that in mind as I go through the rest of this podcast. We all experience painful things in life. I have experienced divorce. I've experienced the loss of both of my parents. I've experienced the loss of my grandparents. From where I am in my life experience right now. I believe that having a child go to heaven before me is by far the most painful experience that a person can have. And since Greg left this life, I've said that if there is anything more painful than this, please, God, I don't want to know what it is. But let's talk about pain. Pain is 
It's a physical sensation. But we all know that along with the physical pain, there's also a level of mental, emotional, and spiritual pain associated with our child no longer being in this physical life. There are physical aspects to it. You know what they are. You've experienced them. The heaviness in your chest, the brain fog, the disorientation, the brain fog, the lack of concentration and focus, right? The list goes on and on. So pain is something that happens in your physical body in relation to an experience that you've had. Now, along with the physical aspects of pain, there can also be mental and or emotional aspects and distress. And it can also send us into what's known as a spiritual dark night of the soul where we question everything about ourselves and about life on a very deep spiritual soul level. And we experience all of this when we have a child leave this life. I don't care how they leave. I don't care how old they were. I don't care if you were there when they when they took their final breath or not. I don't care if your child's passing was expected or not. As long as our child is alive, we have hope that they will continue to be alive. And once they take their final breath, we're thrown into this world that we never knew existed, one that we wish we could escape, right? Now, all these things that I just described are undoubtedly worse in the first weeks and months. It does shift and change over time. So if you are in the first weeks and months, and I know some of you listening are, I promise you that it does change. I also know that's hard to believe, and you probably can't imagine it ever changing. You can't imagine ever feeling anything but the utter despair and sadness that you're feeling right now. But I promise you that it does. Now, let me be clear in saying that. I do not for one second mean to imply that, quote, time heals. That's one of many cliches that is like nails on a chalkboard to me, but I'll leave that for another episode. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole right now. What I will tell you is this. Greg left this life 19 months ago at the time that I'm recording this, and my pain is not the same on any level, physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual, as it was in the first several months. It's still there. Don't get me wrong. It's definitely still there. And I still have times where it's worse than others and it takes me down that spiral. But it isn't like it was in the early weeks and months. So that's pain. But then there's also suffering. And suffering is the story that you make an experience mean. It's what you tell yourself about an experience It's your mental thoughts. It's your judgments. It's your beliefs about what happened. It's what you make that experience mean. What happens is we suffer when we allow our mind to replay our child's death or when we ruminate over things we think we should or shouldn't have said or things we think we should or shouldn't have done, that kind of thing, or telling ourselves things like, my life is over. Things will never be any better then our thoughts trigger our emotions, which then get attached to the thoughts, leading us into that downward emotional spiral and into that dark pit of grief. Our emotions are the energetic response to our thoughts. And then our thoughts can trigger our emotional or energetic response. So it's all interconnected. The key is to become aware of our thoughts because we have control over our thoughts. I know that's That can be difficult to accept and to really believe, but it's true. 
And this is where it gets interesting. We want to become aware of our thoughts and aware of which ones are lower in energy and which ones trigger the lower level emotions. Why? Because then we can make a choice. Now, sometimes the right choice is to feel it all, to let ourselves go down into the physicality of it, to, um, to feel the pain on a physical level, to scrub, to, to scry. I'm making up words to cry and to scream and to rant and to allow ourselves to experience the mental suffering that goes along with it, with all of that. But we have to make a choice as to how long we stay there and when and how we pivot and pull ourselves back up and spiral back up out of it. I'll give you an example of something from my, um, my earlier days of of coaching, uh, I was working with divorced women. I called them newly single women. And I would tell them to give themselves permission to cry and to grieve and to be sad and mad and all the things. And the same is true here. Allow yourself to feel the fullness of the feelings. Cry, scream, do whatever you need to do, as long as you don't hurt yourself or anyone else, obviously. But then the way you pivot the way you spiral back up is to shift your thoughts and shift your energy. And sometimes that includes shifting your physical body in some way. So first of all, how do you shift your thoughts? Well, you consciously choose a different thought. We are all sovereign beings and we have the ability to choose a different thought. So maybe you choose to remember something happy about your child's life something happy about your life right now, whether it's another child that you have or a grandchild or a pet you have or a trip you've taken. You know, it can be a multitude of things. But focus on the goodness of your life because there is goodness in your life or the goodness of their life. Because one thing that I remind myself about Greg is that, yes, he passed away. He took his final breath in this life. That was one moment out of 29 years. Doesn't matter if your child only lived a moment or three years or eight years or 42 years. Their passing was one moment of their life. You get to choose what you focus on. So you might choose to focus on the hugs that they gave you or their, the sound of their laughter or their compassion for other people or animals or the love they had for their siblings, the love they had for their pets, um, maybe the way that they smiled. Their, I know that there's one woman in the Facebook group whose son loved to cook. Um, it might be like with Greg, his sense of his love and sense of adventure. Um, It might have been their beautiful way of writing or the way they love to play or dance or color or paint. I'm thinking of another another mom whose little girl, um, I know she loved to dance and twirl around and that's how I always imagine her. So whatever it is for you, focus on those things. You have control of that. Think about something positive and happy and uplifting about their life. Is this always easy? No, of course not, but it is possible. All right, so then how do you shift your energy? Well, again, as I said a minute ago, you move your physical body. And an easy way to do this is to have a playlist on your phone or your computer of happy or inspirational music 
um, music that inspires you and that lifts you up. Put songs on it that are happy and uplifting, whether they're Christian music or rock or pop or country or whatever it is for you. But have that on your phone. Title it music that inspires me or music that lifts me up or whatever you want to call it. Call it dance music. But that way you have it there so that you don't have to, when you're, when you're headed down that rabbit hole, you don't have to stop and think, oh gosh, what can I listen to? No, you have it there right there at your fingertips. You press play on that playlist and get up and move your body. Now, I know that some of us find it hard, if not impossible, to listen to music after our child leaves this life. I couldn't listen to music for a long time. I would try and within seconds, I would have to turn it off. I couldn't do it. But there are other things you can do. Go outside and let this, put your face up to the sun and let the sun shine down on your face. Go for a walk. If you live near the beach, go walk on the beach. Do yoga. I did an online yoga class yesterday morning. It was wonderful. It shifted my entire energy for the whole day. Go for a run if you're a runner. Do anything to get up and move your body, to get those emotions moving. Again, emotions are energy in motion. And if you just sit and you don't move, that energy is going to get stuck in your body. It'll weigh you down more and more, pulling you further and further down into that dark spiral. Now, I'll give you an example of how this work can work from my own life because I always find it easier to understand something if somebody gives me an actual example that I can relate to. So the last time that I saw Greg's physical body, he had already passed away. I was not there when he passed away. I chose to see him one last time. It was something I had to do. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. But I knew that I was there when my son was born and when he took his first breath. I wasn't there when he took his last breath and I needed to go and see him. We chose to have him cremated and I needed to see his physical body one more time. Was it hard? Oh, heck yes. But I remember holding him, kissing him, telling him how much I loved him, how proud I was of him. And how grateful I was that he chose me to be his mom in this life. And so I'm glad that I went. And yet there have been many times since then that my mind has wandered back to that moment, to that place. And so now when that thought pops up, you know, there are times when this is not easy. Doing this podcast isn't easy. Um, I'm just going to be real with you for a second about that. So when I have that thought now, I shift from that memory to a fun memory of Greg or a good memory about him. You know, I'll picture him playing with his nephews or playing football in high school or hearing him laugh or picking up the phone when he called, when he would call me and, and hearing him say, hello, mother, in the way that I can't replicate it the way that he did. But, um, but Greg had this laugh that was infectious. Um, you know, other times I'll take my dog for a walk or I'll put on that playlist that I have of happy music and I'll move my body. Anything to snap myself out of that mental space that threatens to send me into that dark spiral. This is a conscious choice. 
You know, and then there are other times where I allow myself to go down that spiral, but I make a conscious choice to honor that experience, to feel the sorrow, the grief, the anguish of all of it. And then I also make a conscious choice not to stay there, but to shift my emotional state and energy and come back up again. I want to leave you with some questions and I need to find them because I wrote them down. Where did I put them? Ah, here they are. So I started journaling with these questions late last year, which was at the time I'm recording this, it was late into the first year of Greg's Crossing the Veil because I was starting to go into um, a period of low-level depression. So it was actually late summer, early fall of 2019. Um, Journaling on these questions really helped me shift a lot of the heavier, denser emotions that I was carrying. And I'll tell you, these can be difficult to ask and to answer, but if you're honest with yourself in doing it, it can really help shift things for you. So here are the questions to ask yourself. So the first one is, who would you be without your suffering? Who would you disappoint? What are you afraid that you'll lose? Who are you afraid of losing? Your child's memory? What if instead you're honoring your child's memory and legacy by releasing the suffering? But if you release the suffering... What might that mean about you as a mom? Would it mean that you didn't love your child enough? That was one of mine. And then who are you afraid will judge you? And what judgment will they place on you if you release your suffering? See, what I found from working with my clients and from just general conversations with moms who have children in heaven is that somehow we equate our level of suffering to our level of love for our child. Again, this goes back to the suffering, making meaning out of the experience causes the suffering. So it's almost as if our level of suffering indicates our level of love for our child. So if we let go of the suffering we're somehow letting go of the love that we have for our child or that we're letting go of our child. None of that is true. Your love for your child eclipses any amount of suffering that you could possibly place upon yourself. And often the person that's going to judge you the most if you release your suffering is you for exactly the reason I just mentioned. So I hope this has been helpful. And I've decided that I'll be doing a live online workshop very soon where I'll share more about this and other things related to emotions and shifting our energy and our emotions because this is such an important topic. And I believe that being able to shift my energy and emotions is probably the biggest thing I did in the first year to help me really move forward with my grief and to live my life and actually participate in life instead of just existing. So keep an eye out for that. I haven't scheduled a date yet, but I'll mention it in an email. So be sure that you're on my email list so you get notification of that. 
And to get on my email list, be sure that you download a copy of my free guide, Sacred Self-Care for Grieving Moms, and that way you'll automatically receive that guide, and then you'll also receive my weekly emails after that. But the idea of doing a workshop, an online workshop, just came to me recently after speaking with a lot of moms about this topic. So I'm still in the planning stages, but it will most likely be sometime in early September of 2020. And it will be a free online workshop. So again, keep an eye out for that. And as always, thank you for joining me for this episode. I would love to hear any topic suggestions that you have or people you would like me to interview. And of course, I am grateful for each and every rating and review. So please keep doing that. That's the way that we can reach more moms and give them some hope and inspiration on this journey. So until next week or the next episode, whenever that will be, um, because I'm not sure when I'm going to release my bonus episodes, probably on a Thursday or a Friday, but you'll know when this gets released. Um, But until then, I'm sending you so much love and light on your journey. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Grief with Grace podcast. Be sure to join our Facebook community and follow me on Instagram at at Lori underscore Latimer. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you receive a reminder when new episodes are uploaded. And please leave a rating and review so I can continue to bring you fresh new content each week. If you find this podcast valuable, and I hope you do, please be sure to share it with a mom who could use a little extra support. Until next week, I invite you to find a moment of joy today and every day.